Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Sports Lab, where we talk everything and anything about sports. I am Legend, and with me, as always, my co-host, Coach Core. Hey, guys. MLB opening weekend was a fun, exciting topics for you today are the best of the best and the worst of the worst to start the four-game opening weekend in baseball. And COVID-19 made it splash. It made an appearance. What's going on in Miami, legend? COVID's here. Miami's in trouble. Coach, it's like you said, it made it splash opening weekend, and it did not come quiet. We talked about this in episode one. What is MLB baseball going to do when a breakout comes? The breakout is now first weekend. Miami Marlins are in trouble, Coach. They have 10 players at least test positive. Two coaches at least test positive. Where are we going to go from here? That's the question. That's what we were waiting on all day. The commish comes out tonight, solid statement, and does say this is not a nightmare category. He does believe there is protocols in place to get through this, to get us to the next step, to get onward. He says we have expanded rosters. We have expanded pools of players to get on to the next step of COVID-19, to defeat COVID-19 and, you know, get through a 2020 COVID season of Major League Baseball. There, he, he comes out and says they expected tests to come positive. They were not, not, you know, of course they're expecting tests to come positive. Now, let's see if those protocols are going to be successful because this is brand new to everyone. COVID-19, like we know, is new. And, and just because there's protocols in place does not mean those are going to be successful, Coach. So we'll see if the commission, his protocols are correct. Those policies are going to help. If it's going to, you know, minimize a huge breakout, what are we going to do if we do get a huge breakout? Are they going to cancel a season for individual teams? I don't know. The commission, like we said, comes out with a solid statement, though, and does say this is not a nightmare category. But, Coach, we had games not played today. We had two different games not played. We had the Yankees-Phillies postponed. We had the Marlins not playing today. That is not a good start to opening baseball. That is not a good start to the first four, four days of baseball, what we wanted to see um, going through this COVID-19, Coach. So we'll see at, at this point where we go next. Like I said, he comes out with a strong statement. Let's hope his policies, his protocols are strong enough to defeat COVID-19 and we can crown a champ in 2020, Coach. Mr. Kamish himself, the king, the crown of baseball right now, he sounds optimistic. He sounds like he's positive that this season's going to finish. And that's what we as fans want to hear. You know, we, there's a breakout going on with the fish down there in Miami. But, hey, he's optimistic. He's very positive that we're going to get through this, that baseball is going to get through this, the protocols are going to happen. Um, my thing is, later down the line, if, if we can't contain this now, what can we do? Can we go to a bubble-like thing in the NBA? Can we can we transfer over to that? Can we go to a bubble here, a bubble there, a bubble here? Because we're only playing cross divisions, you know, AL East, NL East. They can go to a spring training facility 
in Phoenix and play at that one stadium that AL Central and NL Central can go to a different spring training facility and just play there without doing all the traveling, staying in the hotels, staying within the same city. Is that something you think can happen down the line? Right now, I think it's too long of a season for them to do it right, right now because we still can control this. But if we can't control this, what can we do? What, what are your options? Oh, coach, I think that's probably your only option. I think you have to either go bubble-like system like you just explained, or we're going to have to cancel the season. There's no really other options. I, I, like I said, maybe eliminate teams as the, you know, it gets too bad. I, I just don't think the players are going to keep playing. I think you're going to see players start backing out if these viruses just start getting crazy out of control. If a full team like backs out, two, three teams, back out of the season, I think you're going to start seeing players say, okay, this is not safe. And even the Players Association, MLB Baseball, all get together and say, this, is, this, this probably isn't safe. We have to cancel a season. Or they can come to your option, bubble-like system, try and get these guys, you know, in, in certain areas where they can contain them some sort of way and, and hope, like we said, crown a champ in 2020, Coach. I really don't see there's any other options – to crown champ there's really not we got to still see if the nba's bubbles is going to be successful and, and even if it is doesn't mean mlb goes to it and it's successful it's a different sport uh just a whole different human so who knows but your option i think is a great option and one that i believe that the commission himself and others are probably speaking about at the moment yeah i mean like you said commission they expected this to happen, which is what you want to hear. We want to know that they were expecting an outbreak because it was going to happen. It's going to happen. And that's what we want, optimistic. We want positivity. We want to feel as a fan that they want the season to happen, you know. And I feel like the commission really wants 2020 baseball to happen. Great things coming. Um, he came out with a solid statement. And, you know, we should all feel solid about this. And he comes out and says – Remain optimistic that the protocols are strong enough to have a complete season. So that's from the commission himself. So that's all we can take from here and hope his protocols, like I said, are strong enough and that we can get through this, Coach. But you know what? We can't let COVID take over what happened this weekend, Coach. We had a huge weekend, and I think we move on from this COVID talk. We covered this COVID talk. We're going to beat this COVID-19. I'm telling you, Coach, let's move onward. Let's jump right into it. Baseball was great. We had a lot of historic marks. Uh, we had three complete games on opening day, and that's the most since 1993. Very impressive. We had Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, both go the distance. It may have been cut short in the sixth but it's still in the record books. And we also had the professor himself, Kyle Hendricks, throw a complete game shutout, huge big. Those three guys made history, three complete games on opening day since 1993. And the professor, he was, like I said, complete game shutout. That's the first on opening day for the Cubbies since 1974 complete game shutout. Yeah, no the pitchers were impressive that first couple of games, Coach. Complete games. We talked about it in episode one that we might see some more complete games, and there was a couple right away, right off the bat. So that was nice to see. That was really nice to see. It was a huge weekend, Coach. The professor diced. 
Garrett Cole Dice, but we did see some struggling guys also throughout the weekend. And um, but how about Scherzer, coach? Let's talk a little bit about Scherzer. He goes out there and and throws a nice game, a lot of strikeouts, right? But doesn't come out, gives up a lot of runs. So it was just an off game for him. Scherzer struck out eleven, so he pitched real well. He just you know runs, right? I'm sorry, it wasn't that nice of a game. Gave up a lot of runs, right? Yeah, I mean he gave up a bomb to Stanton, big time. Big fly, but he, he struck out 11, so he still ended up dicing, but he got hit hard. Garrett Cole on the other side sliced and diced. Yeah. Right. Yes. Shane Bieber. Wow. Bieber fever. How about Bieber fever, coach? Goes out to the pitchers dicing. Hey, if you guys want to know who the stud muffin Bogote is, Shane Bieber. First name, 14 Ks, stud muff. No, he has a saw game, Coach. He goes out there and dices, six innings pitched, 14 strikeouts, no earned runs, gets the W for the Indians. He slides in right in that Kluber spot. I think he's going to take over as the one spot, Coach. And, and he was impressive. He had an impressive one. Right. And that's just some of the pitchers that, you know, had a good weekend. Hey, Trevor Bauer went in his first game, six innings pitched, 13 strikeouts, got the dub. That, that's efficient stud muff category, right? 13 Ks, 1-0, six innings pitch. Huge time big. Great job over there. Um, the Rays, they also made a historic mark. They struck out 19 batters, and that sets a franchise record for those guys. Yeah. The Rays were impressive this weekend. They're, they're going to be a young team that has some relievers in that bullpen that might be, you know, not what they expected. They're going to be better than they expected, I think. And, and they might make a little run at that, that division over there, Coach. They had Jalen Beeks. He's uh, 2-0. He only pitched five innings, 12 strikeouts. Yeah, just another guy that I, I showed off for them this weekend and, and had an impressive outing and, and – Let's see where they go. Are they going to be able to compete for that division? I think they are. I think it's going to be a tight division over there, and that's a team that's going to compete. Glasnow, you know, he played one game. Uh, he didn't get the dub, but he pitched four innings, struck out nine. I think that dude's a stud. Didn't have a great game, you know. He still gave up some runs. But that dude has some nasty stuff over there for the Rays. Yeah, they do. They have a couple guys that just can dice and slice. Blake Snell is just a stud also. So they're going to, like we said, make a push at it. Um, Coach, where do we go from here? Pitchers that struggled. Who who, who are some pitchers that struggled? Shehu Utani had a tough outing. He had you Garbage, a tough outing. Those are some guys that struggled and, and didn't do so well this weekend. What was that? Do you think those guys are going to be able to bounce back from this? Um, like I said, those were just a couple guys that did struggle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Otani just – he looked horrible. I feel sorry for the guy. You know, his first start, horrible. Really bad. Not what I was expecting from that kind of arm. I was more expecting like a Cy Young type year out of him. Maybe it still happened. He didn't even make it through the first inning, poor dude. But uh, not what I was expecting from him at all. Uh, Bumgarner struggled early, too. He, he did not pitch well. Um, who else did who else do you got struggling over there, Coach? Hey, Coach White Sox, Lucas Giolito, the guy that they're really depending on. He had a tough game. He gave up his ERA right now, Coach, is sitting at a 17. Gave up seven earned runs through three innings pitch, six hits, just two home runs. 
had a tough outing, Coach. A guy that really, really struggled. Yeah. Um, Charlie Morton also struggled there for the Tampa Bay team we were talking about. Guy really struggles for them. Um, four innings pitched, gave up a ton of runs, six runs, seven hits. Uh, a guy also that they're going to need. We talked about some of those other guys. They're going to need Morton, though, to come up big this year if the Rays do want to compete, Coach. Oh, yeah. They need both. Of, they need Giolito to come up huge. And, and Coach, what about Darvish? So, so I mentioned Darvish. The Cubs. The Cubs are going to need you, Darvish, this year. The Cubs, we know the bullpen is going to struggle. Dar- we need Darvish to go deep into games, and that's not what we wanted to see. Darvish needs to go – he needs to have a Cy Young type of year for the Cubs, for the Cubs to make a deep push into the playoffs. Great things for the Cubs this year. John Lester, first game, throw, is throwing a no-no, dicing and slicing, and then gets taken out. He finishes with the dub, luckily. Um, Cubs bullpen, horrible, right? Up 7-0. Give, the bullpen gives up seven runs. Couldn't throw strikes, walking, hitting guys. But the Cubs need Darvish to have a good year, and his first start was not very good. And that's the type of dude that they need to be a stud for them to make a push deep into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And going right into from you, Darvish, right into Otani. Otani, another guy, struggled early, just could not get over it. And the, and, and the Angels are going to need him. They really need him to have a big year. And so they're going to hope, start number two, if we have a start number two coach, get through this COVID stuff, that, hey, that he's going to bounce back and come back, you know, a lot, just a lot better than his last uh, first appearance, coach. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm Go surprised, ahead. you know, the, the Reds, they have solid pitching and they're, what, they're one in three right now, but they have really solid pitching, man. They got Luis Castillo, throws 11 Ks. They got Sonny Gray, throws nine Ks in his first start. That team has some really solid pitching over there, and they did not have a very, you know, people had high hopes for that team, and they did not play very well to start the season. Yeah, I know, and I still have high hopes for them. I think they're going to be a good team. I think, like you said, they are struggling early, but they do have, you know, they have one thing to look positive, those Reds, is that Joey Votto came out swinging the bat this weekend and he's he's a slugger over there and if he can come out you know like the old Joey Votto not like last couple seasons but like the previous Joey Votto don't say the last couple seasons because Joey Votto is an absolute stud and he always is a stud Joey Votto absolute top player in the league every year all the time you need that guy he's gonna come through so don't he can't you can't be saying the last couple of years he wasn't the Joey Votto he was Joey Votto well hey coach hey hey let me throw a little stats at you Joey Votto stud I love him career 307 kind of guy over 300 hitter lifetime hall of famer easy no doubter hey but what I was talking about 2019 guy struggled a little bit hit 261 only 15 home runs and just was not the usual Joey Votto that we're used to. And that's what I'm saying. If he can come back this year, get back to that 300 mark, and the Reds adding Nick Castellanos, they're going to be a good club this year. They were the fight for have them pitching with the Cubs, Coach. And I think that some of those key players are going to be the reason why 
is they're fighting with the Cubs for that last spot for the first spot in the division. Hey, they out. You forgot a big stud over there. They added the Moose, Mike Moose. That's a huge add over there too. Dude, absolutely went off. Right, start the season, big start for him. Didn't get to play on uh, Monday, but huge start for Moose. Coach, since we're on that side of the ball, let's get right in the hitters. We saw some tremendous baseball from the, the the hitters this weekend. The bats, the balls were flying, a lot of home runs. Coach, I'm going to start this off. Can I sit this off? Nelson Cruz, the 40-year-old veteran, just comes out swinging. Player of the week, wow, Coach. This guy could not get out. Seven hits, 13 at-bats. He's hitting, Coach. Uh, 538, three home runs, two doubles. Talk about a heck of an opening weekend. Oh, boomstick. Just an absolute animal. Nelson Cruz knows how to swing the bat. Huge, huge for the Twins. That Twins team is scary, especially when four-year-old Nelson Cruz is doing putting up those type of numbers. Scary team over there. Hey, Miguel Rojas for the Marlins, hitting 700, one bomb, five RBIs for the Marlins. Guys, if you don't know who this is, get to know him because he's going to be on a lot of stat leaders. He's a stud. Miguel Rojas, Miami Marlins. Find his name. Watch the guy. Animal. Yeah, he is. He's really good, Coach. Another one of those guys that had a good weekend was – uh. Eloy Jimenez, a guy that the White Sox, to make a push this year, are going to need him to step up. He had a good weekend. He's hitting 500, Coach. Had himself a home run. And I think he's going to be solid for them all year, and they're going to need it. You know, he's going to be real good for them, I think. And I'm excited to see him grow as a Major League Baseball player, Coach. I think he's going to be really good, along with some other guys they got over there on that side of the uh, of the field. They got Moncada, also the White Sox, that had a strong couple games in 444. Um, they got a couple names, Coach, that, that can really swing the bat. But, yeah, uh, Eloy Jimenez is a guy that, that's going to need to step up for the White Sox. Hey, over on the, on the Angels side, Mr. David Fletcher, 15 at-bats, the dude's hitting 533. Huge start for the guy. You know, taking place for Anthony Rendon pretty much over at third play or at third base. And he's doing good for them to start. They need other guys to get their sticks moving. You know, uh, Shohei didn't have a great day on Monday. Needs to get it going. Yeah, no, they, they're going to need all the bats they can get over there. They're going to need Trouty to really step up. And, and Trouty's going to have to, you know, carry them as Trouty. I call him Mike Trout himself, you know, the legend. The real legend. You know, I am legend, but Mike Trout, come on, guys. Uh, he, he's going to have to really carry that team and, and take them to the next uh, level. But they're going to need all those bats to really step up for them, Coach. Um, guys, another guy that really swung the bat well this weekend and, and, and has them at the two spot in their division is Jose Iglesias. And he's hitting 538. And he has seven hits, 13 at-bats. And he's a stud for them right now at shortstop for, from Baltimore. So Baltimore shortstop, Jose Iglesias, hitting 538, uh, like I said, and he's really stepping it up for them. Hey, who would have thunk that that Orioles team would be doing what they're doing right now, you know? that No one would have thunk it. They're doing bigger things than people would have thought. 
a, a big part to Jose Iglesias um, and uh, what Alberto, Hanser Alberto, 12 yeah. ADs, he's in 500. I was going to mention them too, right? They're, yeah, they have two guys up there Ooh. just swinging it, and that's what has them in ball games. But, yeah, that, those two guys are really swinging it. Coach, how about we get over to the Bronx Bombers? Staten came out swinging the bat, Coach. He's looked really good. Carried them. They scored a lot of runs. He's out there swinging it really well right now in 444. And if he can continue to do that, they are going to have some – they're going to be dangerous, as we know. Those guys got some big-time bats. If that team can stay healthy, it's going to be a dangerous team. If Staten stays healthy, Judge stays healthy, Torres stays healthy, Gary Sanchez stays healthy, scary team over there. Staten raked the ball. He hit two bombs this week. Just booyah shots. Adios Santa Maria, 450-plus on both of them. I believe one went 484. Just an animal at the plate. No, yeah, definitely. Coach, I got to do a huge shout-out to one of the Mariners out here for in, in Washington. Kyle Lewis, one of the rookies, just going off for them, um, having a big-time season so far. Through four games, coach, two home runs, batting 400, uh, 15 at-bats. And, and if he could do this, this is one of their, their guys that they've brought up. They drafted him, and, and they've been kind of just babying him. And he's finally got to the league for them. And, and let's see how he does. If he can stay hot, the, you know, these Mariner fans out here in Washington, Pacific Northwest, are really going to have something special if he plays the way he's playing this week. Most definitely. A lot of big – a lot of guys are hitting well to start the season off, too. I mean, Whit Merrifield, he's, he's a stud, too, man. 15 at-bats, hitting 400, one home run, four RBIs, a stolen base in there just to start the season off. He's a, he's a great leadoff hitter for a struggling team in the Kansas City Royals. You put that guy on another team, makes their team so much better because he's one of the best leadoff hitters in the game. Whit Merrifield, Kansas City Royals. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, I think we did pretty well there covering a lot of the guys that are smoking hot right now. Why don't we take a twist here and get to the guys that really struggled at the plate? Um, we saw a lot of big-time stars struggle this weekend, Coach. And we can start right in Milwaukee with Christian Yelich. I mean, MVP guy going so far through four, one for 18, Coach, hitting a whopping 0-56 from MVP Christian Yelich. Let's give it the famous who the thunk it. Wow. Who the thunk it. Christian Yelich, he's an animal. MVP player, just a stud, hits the ball, strokes it, starting the season, slow start. Like we said, can you, you can't have these slow starts like that when you're that kind of a name. Who the thunk it. Um, I'm going to give you the next one, a cubby. Hitting in the leadoff spot, can he handle it? I don't know if he can because he's hitting one for 17 out of the leadoff spot. You know, that's tough. Chris Bryan over there in the Cubbies hitting 0-59. He's put together some good at-bats, seen a lot of pitches, 3-2 counts, getting a couple walks here and there. But as a leadoff guy, he can't be hitting 0-59. No, that's, uh, that's tough for the Cubs. And, Chris Bryant needs to have a good year this year, Coach, because he didn't have the best last year. He did okay, but the Cubs really need him to have a bounce back year. He's one of their studs, and the Cubs absolutely need KB to be on his game all the time. And if he's not, then the Cubs just don't do as well 
on that side of the baseball. So he needs to come out swinging, and he needs to have a bounce back couple games here these next couple weeks to get the Cubs where they want to be. I believe that. Um, Coach, you know, from there, you know, some guys that also struggled really bad is Chris Davis from Oakland, Coach, 11 at-bats. The guy still doesn't have a hit. I mean, can he buy a hit, Coach? I mean, he's really struggling at the plate right now. No average, three games. Guy needs to catch a break. He'll have a big game. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that always has a good year. I don't expect him to stay down there, but he had a couple of tough four games this weekend, Coach. Tough, tough, tough. You got to buy a hit. And Coach, Oakland, they can't take that. As we know, Oakland needs that bat to be on every single game. Just like KB, Oakland needs Chris Davis to be on point, 110%, seeing the ball, hitting booyah bombs all day long like he does. Hey, of course they do. You know, Chris Davis, it's not like him. He, he, he goes big. He goes yard. He does, but hey. 0 for 11, got to buy one, kid. You got to buy a hit. Hit up to, hit up the pitcher. Hit up the next pitcher. Buy one from the guy. Give him your. <laughs> um, next guy I'm gonna go with is George Springer. He's one for 16, for the Astros. Yeah. They're pulling up tons of runs. I don't know how they're doing these things without George Springer hitting the baseball. Hey, how about your boy Bregman? Maybe that's why, huh? Nah, Bregman's just an animal. Bregman, 100th career home run. Stud. He's a stud. No, yeah, no, hey, Springer's going to have to come swinging it real soon. But, hey, those guys have so many bats. George Springer doesn't swing it. Next man up, no big deal. Houston is a ball club built for the next man up. They always do it. Coach, another guy I got to call out here. I got to call out these goose eggs, guys. 13 at bats, a guy that needs to be swinging it for them. Ewanio Suarez from the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, coach, like, having a tough start, man. These guys are struggling. Andrew McCutcheon, 0 for 9, coach. Can't buy a hit. Hunter Pence, the veteran, over in San Francisco, 0 for 11. Can't buy a hit. So we got some struggling guys. And I don't know, coach, is this the, the, the COVID effect because they didn't have a spring training? They had to take a summer spring training, whatever they called it. Is this what it is? Is this is this part of that, or is it just four games? I'm overreacting right now. Hey, I, I think that a lot of guys they could be struggling because they didn't get their hacks in in spring training. Maybe it's a slow start, but like we said, we can't be having slow starts in a 60 game season. You know what? I want to give a shout out to a guy in our comments, Mr. Brooks. Huge comment. Hey, who would have thunk it? Bryce Harper, first hit of the year. Babink, bada boom, bunt me for a hit. We talked about it. Are we ever going to see the bunt? Booyah, Bryce Harper comes and just binks us with a bunt single for his first hit of the year. Shout out, Brooks. Hey, guys, if you got your comments and you want us to talk about something, let us know. But, Brooks, great comment. Booyah with the bunt. Yeah, we talked about it in episode one. Are we going to see the bunt? When are we going to see the bunt? We saw the bunt this weekend, Coach. We saw it in extra innings. We saw it a couple times. And like you said, great comment from Brooks there. <laughs> Bryce Harper, are you kidding me? Maybe he needs a bunt some more, Coach. He only – hey, he has two hits. One of them's a bunt. He's two for nine. Maybe you should bunt some more, Harps. Maybe maybe he'll help you a little bit. Hey, I, I want to get into the extra inning games here. 
Real quick, you know, we talked about a lot of the, the best and the worst. I know we missed a lot of things. Kike uh, Hernandez, huge game for the Dodgers, right? Huge start for them. Huge, huge, huge for him. Muke, slow start for the Dodgers. Muke needs to pick it up over there in L.A. Um, Rizzo, huge start for the Cubbies. Ian Happ, big start for the Cubbies. Just a couple that I kind of thought we missed out before I move it on. Do you have a couple more that you want to just throw out there? No, Coach, I think you covered for the most part. But, yeah, there, there was a lot of good baseball. Um, no, I think you covered it, Coach. I think we did well. We hey. covered some of the guys that got hot and, and guys that weren't hot. So, um, good baseball, though. Hey, my, my team, shocker team to start the season, Dodgers split two and two um, with the Giants, right? Who would have thought the Giants would be two and two against the Dodgers to start the season? Great managing the last uh, game out of Gabe Kapler over there. He uh, moved guys in and out when he needed to. Pitchers every other inning, every inning. He was doing things to win a ball game, and they scraped by to uh, split with the Dodgers. Two and two, huge start. Miami also big start for them. What do they start? Uh, two and one over there. Huge start for them. Um, what was my other one? Huge start out of San Diego, three and one. Yeah, we had a couple teams really coming out hot. Coach, some of the big takeaways this weekend that I got, I, I saw like Shane Bieber, the Bieber fever coach. I was really impressed by him. He slid in, like I said, right into that one spot for, for, for replacing Kluber for them. And if he has a solid year for them, Coach, I think they can compete for that division. Um, he's going to be – if he can pitch like he did – that was impressive. That was a big takeaway for me is I wasn't sure how that, that pen was going to – or that, that rotation was going to be. And, and him stepping in like that was big time for the Cleveland Indians. And also the Reds. You know, Joey Votto – you know, Votto, like we talked about, a guy, a 300-lifetime guy, they're going to need that. He came out swinging well. They had put a lot of people in place – for that team to succeed, him swinging it out early is going to be impressive. They got some guys over there. Trevor Bauer can pitch the ball. They're going to be able to throw it a little bit. They're going to be able to hit it a little bit. And that was a nice takeaway. That was my takeaway. Two teams I saw this weekend, some stuff that I was impressed with, some stuff that, you know, didn't stick out too much, but I had a strong takeaway from that. Those Reds better get it together because they got a one and three start. Slow start to a 60-game season. But like you said, they have the possibility to turn things around. Hey, before we end it here, I want to just uh, start uh, talk about the extra innings games. We had five games with the new rule going to extra innings, and we had three away teams come out with the win and two home teams come out with the win, and we only saw one game go into the 11th inning, right? The other four ended in the 10th. How do you feel? What do you feel about it? Coach, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see it play out. I, I think it's it's going to be um, fun to kind of see game by game. We're going to see a lot of extra inning games like we just saw this first weekend. We saw a bunch of them. That, that's quite a few. Yeah, five is a few. So, yeah, yeah. You only have four days. You get five extra games. That's, that's big time. So it's going to be interesting. You know what I did kind of take out of it? it and it's kind of something that you're not going to ever see again is you're never going to see those big extra inning games you're never going to see the big 26 inning baseball games no more those fun games where you won't see where it's still a record 1920 brooklyn robbins versus the boston and it was 1920 26 innings one to one tie they had to stop that game coach because of the light they couldn't finish that one but just for instance you won't be able to have that game 
anymore because of this rule. I, don't, I just don't think you see 26 innings or more. You know, more recent, uh, it, it just, I don't think with that rule, you're going to see extended games. And that's what I think Major League Baseball really wants to see is not long games. That's what they say the fans want to see. Not this fan. I want to see those fun games. I don't want to hear complaining from players or fans about this rule because everyone still gets the same opportunity. Each team, home or away, gets the guy on second base. And how you score him is up to you. If you want to be the away team and start the inning and you don't bunt the guy over and don't score the guy and the home team does, the next guy, they bunt him and then score him. And you're going to go out there and say, oh, this rule is this and that. You're wrong because you each have the same opportunity with the guy on second base to do what you want to do. The rule's not here in the playoffs. It's here for the 60-game season. And I think it's, it's done a good job so far. Three away teams came out with dubs. Two home teams. Each team gets the same opportunity. Nothing to complain about. So if you're whining about the rule right now, can't be crying about it. I, I want to see at the end of the year kind of where those stats are. I kind of want to see is it going to be the – away team that wins more or the home team I would think as a home team you'd have an advantage but excuse me through this four games you know I, I was definitely wrong I thought home team would have advantage hey right now three away has the advantage they're up three home down two so we'll see at the end of the year uh kind of where that goes or is it going to be is it going to be a split? Is it going to be – there's no advantage. Like you said, is it going to be 50-50? Is it going to be strategic? Is that what it's going to be? Which coach is better? Who's going to make the better decision? So I kind of just want to see at the end of the year, though, kind of where those stats are. Yeah, definitely. Hey, it's time to wrap it up here. We had a great podcast, uh, The Sports Lab, baby. Thanks for everyone. Like, share, subscribe. We appreciate you all. I had a blast today. We covered the opening weekend in baseball and how COVID-19 made a splash and how we hope that 2020 baseball still happens. The commission is optimistic. We're optimistic. It's going to happen. And we covered the best of the best and the worst of the worst of the 2020 beginning four-day opening weekend. We appreciate you guys. I'm out. Coach Core is out. Hey, guys. Like Coach said, we had a blast. As always, this is fun. Episode two, catch us, Spotify. Check us out on YouTube, the Sports Lab. Catch us on Facebook. Check us out, guys. Hey, we're going to have more of these podcasts coming up ASAP. We're recording more content as it goes. We're going to get you guys through this 2020 COVID MLB season. We're going to get you guys through the 2020 NBA playoff season, COVID season. So we're going to do all kinds of sports. Guys, stay tuned with us. Like Coach said, we appreciate all the love. Until next time, I'm out, a legend. I want to think, hey, if you guys have anything, put it in the comments. You guys want to hear a topic covered that you want us to cover and go over, put it in the comments. We'll go over it. Let us know what you guys want to hear. We're, we're here for you. So whatever you guys want to hear, just let us know, and we can give you guys that content. We're out. Sports Lab. <laughs>